Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to this week's Focus Israel Report. In this week's report, we're going to be sharing with you regarding the condemnation by the United States and the international community of Israel for building Jewish homes in the West Bank and East Jerusalem, and whether there is a possibility that the United States will support a Palestinian state with East Jerusalem as its capital at the UN Security Council later this year. And it is as follows. In the last week of July, Israel announced plans to build 770 Jewish homes in the East Jerusalem settlement of Gilo. They are a part of a larger plan for around 1,200 units approved about three years ago. Jerusalem Mayor Nair Barkat said, The plans in question are not new construction, and they were approved three years ago. In addition, Israel announced plans to build 323 Jewish homes in four Jewish neighborhoods in East Jerusalem. The Palestinians and many in the international community view the new housing that Israel builds in East Jerusalem as illegal settlements. Most Israelis see the area where about 200,000 Jews now live as regular suburbs of a united Jerusalem. The announcement drew strong condemnation from the Palestinians, the United Nations, the European Union, and the United States. Saab Arakat, chief Palestinian negotiator in the peace process, said that the decision further reflects the failure of the international community to stop Israel's settlement expansion. The UN Special Coordinator for the Middle East Peace Process said that he was increasingly concerned by the near daily advancement of the illegal settlement enterprise in the occupied West Bank, including East Jerusalem. Meanwhile, a spokesperson for EU Foreign Policy Chief Federica Mogherini said, The Gilo decision raises legitimate questions about Israel's long-term intentions. The new housing units contribute to the establishment of a ring of Israeli settlements around the city, thus further cutting East Jerusalem off from the southern West Bank, the statement said. The European Union calls on Israel to reverse this decision and to cease its settlement activity, it added. Furthermore, the United States strongly rebuked Israel for its announcement to build more Jewish homes in East Jerusalem. In the press release, U.S. State Department spokesman John Kirby said, We are deeply concerned by reports today that the government of Israel has published tenders for 323 units in East Jerusalem settlements. This follows the recent announcement of plans for 770 units in the settlement of Gilo. We strongly oppose settlement activity, which is corrosive to the cause of peace. These steps by Israeli authorities are the latest examples of what appears to be a steady acceleration of settlement activity that is systematically undermining the prospects for a two-state solution. As the recent quartet report highlighted, this is a part of an ongoing process of land seizures, settlement expansion, legalization of outposts, and denial of Palestinian development that risks entrenching a one-state reality of perpetual occupation and conflict. Mr. Kirby said in the statement, We remain troubled that Israel continues this pattern of provocative and counterproductive action, which raises serious questions about Israel's ultimate commitment to a peaceful, negotiated settlement with the Palestinians. The quartet refers to the United States, Russia, the European Union, and the United Nations. They are regarded as mediators in the peace process. The quartet issued a report on July the 1st calling on Israel to halt settlement construction 
expansion and expansion and to stop designated land for exclusive Israeli use. Jamal Dejani, Director of Communications for Palestinian Authority Prime Minister Rami Hamdallah, said, We support the U.S. State Department statement. It's about time we hear this from the United States. The whole international community is condemning these Israeli actions. They are a violation of the Geneva Convention, which specifically prohibits the occupying power from transferring people in the areas it is occupying. Israel's Ministry of Foreign Affairs spokesman Emmanuel Nakshon said, that the building in Gilo was done with the full knowledge that the neighborhood of Gilo in Jerusalem will be part of Israel in any conceivable agreement reached through negotiations with the Palestinians. The argument that building in Gilo undermines the two-state solution is factually baseless and distracts from the real obstacle to peace, that is, the persistent Palestinian refusal to recognize Israel as a Jewish state under any borders. Michael Oren, former Israel ambassador to the United Nations and a member of the current Israeli government said, By the United States condemning building in Gilo, the administration repeats its initial mistake in the peace process. It is creating a demand that no Israeli government can meet and no Palestinian leader can ignore. Nobody in Israel views Gilo as a settlement, but once the United States administration demands a freeze in Gilo, then no Palestinian leader can demand anything less, he said. Gilo is a deal breaker. In the first part of August, Israel demolished five Palestinian buildings in the West Bank constructed without permits, including three paid for by the European Union. These buildings were located in Area C of the West Bank, which is under full Israeli control. This area in the West Bank was established in the 1993 Oslo Accords. The European Union tries to supply money to build Palestinian structures in Area C without building permits from Israel. The European Union wants to build Palestinian structures in Area C to help create facts on the ground prior to a negotiated peace agreement between Israel and the Palestinians as outlined in the 1993 Oslo Accords. European Union Ambassador to Israel Lars Farborg Anderson said that around 70% of Area C of the West Bank has been taken exclusively for Israeli use and that the remaining land is effectively off-limits for Palestinian development. Farborg Anderson pointed out that between 2009 and 2013, Israel had provided only 44 building permits to Palestinians in response to about 2,000 requests for them. European Union assistance is provided in situations where Israel Israel is not fulfilling its duty as the occupying power, he said. That is according to the international law, universal norms, and the Oslo Accords. The envoy added that in the first six months of 2016 alone, 91 European Union-sponsored structures in Area C of the West Bank have been demolished. This is more than all of 2015. Since 2009, approximately 170 EU-backed structures have been demolished. In response, the United United States State Department spokeswoman Elizabeth Trudeau said that the United States is aware that the government of Israel has demolished several European Union funded Palestinian homes in the West Bank. More than 650 Palestinian structures have been demolished this year, with more Palestinian structures demolished in the West Bank and East Jerusalem thus far than all of 2015. As a result, the United States remains concerned about the increased demolition of Palestinian structures in the West Bank in East Jerusalem. The United States believes that this is part of an ongoing process of land seizures, settlement expansions, legalization of outposts,
Post, Denial of Palestinian Development. We remain troubled that Israel continues this pattern of provocative and counterproductive action, which raises serious questions about Israel's ultimate commitment to a peaceful negotiated settlement with the Palestinians. In addition, the United States has warned that it will respond harshly if Israel demolishes the Palestinian village of Susha in the southern Hebron hills of the West Bank. Israeli and American officials said that recently U.S. administration officials have informed Israeli officials that a severe American reaction would result if Israel destroys the houses in this village. Israeli officials said that similar messages were conveyed by the European Union, the British government, and other international bodies. For example, the British government said that it would find it difficult to continue assisting Israel in international forums in the event that the Arab village of Susha was demolished. The Israeli officials said that international pressure over the matter came after the Palestinian Authority turned to the United States and a number of other Western countries claiming that Israel intends to destroy the village in a few weeks. According to the Israeli officials, the Prime Minister's office told the Americans and Europeans that at this stage there is no plan to destroy Susha and that the Israeli government would act in accordance with rulings by the Israeli High Court of Justice, which is now hearing a petition on the matter. The petition was submitted by a right-wing Regavim Association, which claims the village was built illegally and thus should be demolished by the Israeli Civil Administration. The villagers of Susha, which is in Area C of the West Bank, which is under full Israeli military and civilian control, are among the poorest people in the West Bank. Over the past 30 years, they have been moved out of their houses a few times. In 1986, Susha was declared a national park and its residents removed to their adjacent farmland. In 2001, they were once again removed by the army and the caves and tin shacks they lived in were demolished. The high court at one point ordered the cessation of the demolitions and allowed the residents to remain on the site. However, the court did not instruct the Israeli civil administration to issue construction permits. As a result, all the houses in the village have been built without construction permits. In recent years, the Israeli civil administration has proposed to the residents of Susha that they move to an area bordering on Area A, which is formally under full Palestinian control, and thus closer to the village of Yada. However, they declined. Meanwhile, the inhabitants of the nearby Jewish settlement of Susha and the Regavi Association have been pressuring the Israeli civil administration to carry out the demolition orders. Negotiations between the villagers and the Israeli civil administration started again early this year to try to regulate the village and issue construction permits for the houses. The parties held three rounds of talks and progress was made. However, they suddenly stopped in June without explanation. According to people involved in the negotiations, the round of talks that had been set for last month was canceled. These developments have led the Palestinian residents to fear that Israel has decided to demolish the village. The High Court held another hearing on August the 1st on the petition to implement the demolition order with Court President Miriam Naor leading the bench. At the end of the hearing, the court ordered Israeli Defense Minister Avigdor Lieberman to submit his position on the evacuation of Susha by August the 15th. Naor also ordered that the 30 houses in immediate danger of demolition to not be destroyed before that time. The Defense Minister's office responded that no directive had been issued by Lieberman 
regarding Susha and that he was still studying the matter. Regarding the peace process, U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry met recently with Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas in France. U.S. State Department spokesman John Kirby said, Kerry spoke with Abbas about prospects for a two-state solution and trying to make meaningful progress to create the conditions where that solution can be more successfully pursued, Kirby explained. You've seen the travel that Kerry has made to the Middle East. This remains an area of prime focus for him. Regarding the talks, Abbas said that any reboot of peace talks with Israel should happen within a clear time frame and under international supervision. Abbas made his comments after meeting with John Kerry. Abbas also held talks with French Foreign Minister Jean-Marc Arault on the prospects of achieving a two-state solution. Senior Palestinian official Saab Arakat described the talks with the U.S. and France as very constructive. At the meetings, Arakat said that Abbas reiterated our full support for the French initiative that aims to convene an international conference before the end of 2016. Arakat added that there was no contradiction between the French, U.S., and more recently, Egyptian efforts to break the deadlock and move the peace talks forward. All these efforts aim to revive the peace process to achieve the two-state solution based upon 1967 borders. They are complementary, he said. We need a timeline for the negotiations. We need a timeline for the implementation. And we need an international framework that will ensure the implementation of any agreement reached. Is the harsh language that the U.S. is now using toward the building of Jewish homes in the West Bank in Jerusalem, as well as removing illegal Palestinian structures in Area C of the West Bank, an indication that the Obama administration administration is so angry at Israel that it is willing to support parameters for a Palestinian state with East Jerusalem as its capital at the UN Security Council at the end of 2016 based upon the recommendations made by those attending an international peace conference sponsored by France anticipated to be at the end of the year? The U.S. State Department's position regarding Israeli settlements has evolved over the years, while previous presidential administrations described them as an obstacle to peace, the Obama administration has degraded them to being illegitimate. However, to describe the building of Jewish homes in the West Bank and East Jerusalem as corrosive to the cause of peace and systematically undermining the prospects for a two-state solution as entrenching a one-state reality of perpetual occupation and conflict and as provocative and counterproductive is very harsh language. So does it suggest that there is a change in U.S policy toward Israel? In a recent Newsweek article, it was stated, the French government is driving an initiative to convene an international peace conference in 2016, a tent for organizing consensus toward drafting a UN Security Council resolution to revive peace talks. If the international conference can achieve the support of nine out of the 15 UN Security Council members for its suggested draft resolution, as well as the United States not agreeing to veto such resolution, the parameters for a two-state solution will come into existence and become international law. Given the strong language used by the U.S. State Department condemning Israel for building Jewish homes in the West Bank and East Jerusalem, the United States can now leverage the impact of its declaration by joining with Europe and other forces around the globe, including some moderate Arab states, to outline the parameters for a resolution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, and do so as a U.N. Security Council resolution. Earlier this year, in March, the Wall Street Journal reported that 
that the Obama administration is working on plans for reviving long-stalled Middle East negotiations before President Barack Obama leaves office, including a possible United Nations Security Council resolution that would outline steps toward a deal between the Israelis and the Palestinians, according to senior U.S. officials. The internal discussions are aimed at offering a blueprint for future Israeli-Palestinian talks in a bid to advance a critical foreign policy initiative that has made little progress during Obama's two terms in the White House, the official said. The strongest element on the list of options under consideration would be U.S. support for a U.N. Security Council resolution calling on both sides to compromise on key issues. The timing of any new move, according to Obama officials, would be toward the end of 2016. U.S. officials said that Obama wants to put the issue on a more promising trajectory before his successor takes office in January 2017. In one scenario, the official said that the U.S. would push Israel to halt construction of settlements in the Palestinian territories and recognizing East Jerusalem as the capital of a Palestinian state. The Palestinians would in turn be asked to recognize Israel as a Jewish state and end claims on a right of return for Palestinian refugees. Under this scenario, the administration would also recommend the establishment of two states based upon the pre-1967 borders between the armies of Israel and its Arab neighbors. Like proposals in previous rounds of negotiations, the approach would recommend land swaps to account for Israeli settlements built since 1967. At the beginning of this year, Francis said that if its intended efforts this year to outline the parameters of a two-state solution fails, that it will unilaterally recognize a Palestinian state. Therefore, we know that France is in favor of a United Nations Security Council resolution that calls for a Palestinian state with East Jerusalem as its capital. In fact, in December 2014, France supported a UN Security Council resolution creating a framework for a final status resolution of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Those efforts failed due to opposition from Israel and the United States on one hand and an unwillingness by the Palestinians on the other to compromise on the wording of such Security Council resolution. So, has the United States changed its position from December 2014? Will Obama now be willing to support a UN Security Council resolution outlining the parameters of a Palestinian state with East Jerusalem as its capital by the end of 2016? Does the latest harsh language by the Obama administration against building Jewish homes in the West Bank and East Jerusalem an indication that Obama is so angry at Israel that he is willing to change his policy before he leaves office in January 2017? What exactly will Obama do regarding the peace process by the end of his term? The answer is only time will tell. Well, that's going to conclude this week's report where we shared with you the condemnation by the United States and the international community of Israel for building Jewish homes in the West Bank and East Jerusalem and whether there's a possibility that the United States will support a Palestinian state with East Jerusalem as its capital at the UN Security Council later this year. Until we do it again, Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.